0: Hi, this is Arthur Miller. Hi, this is James Sheeran.
1: Hi, this is Dick Boris. You're
0: You're listening listening to to the Lake Lake Forest
2: Forest. Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with my co-host, Lori Fitzgerald, and we all live in Lake Forest. We have a sponsor for the show, Dakota Insurance Group. They've got your back. Why? Because that's what friends are for. Dakota Insurance handles all your residential and commercial insurance needs. Get a quote now at dakotainsurance.com. Okay, one of the goals of the podcast is shed light on local issues. And today we're joined by Arthur Miller, James Sharon, and Richard Boris or Dick Boris. Let's chat with him and see what's going on with the Library Improvement Project. Arthur, James, Dick, thanks for coming on the show, guys. And Thank you. Care. All right. Before we get into the uh, into the weeds here, where, where is everybody from? So let's start with Dick's screen.
1: Dick Borey's here. I'm, I grew up in Michigan, educated in Michigan, moved to Chicago for about six years, but I've lived in New York City for the last 26 years, an architect.
0: And then uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in Lake Forest, then moved to New York for my career, and I've been here all my working life but I recently inherited my family's house in Lake Forest and uh, have moved my business to Lake Forest and New York and, uh, and, is, and Dick is my partner.
3: Arthur, what's your story? So I'm a Lake Forest resident, originally from Michigan and the city, but uh, have lived in Lake Forest for almost a half century. So that's what that qualifies. And I'm uh, active in the Lake Forest Foundation for Historic Preservation, Lake Forest Preservation Foundation. Um, and that's where I'm, not interested in this so the way
2: this works is you guys are going to say what you're going to say we're not going to edit anything that you say unless you tell us to we have probably a, a staff of fact checkers i don't know in the dozens here just to make sure we get all the facts right so uh, i'm sure there'll be, there'll be people that'll be saying gotcha please put the, their comments in the uh, in the section uh Uh, below later. And uh, if you have an opposing view, please come on the next show.
3: Art, do you want to start? Okay. Okay. So I'll start. I'm I'm active in this, as I said, in the Lake Forest Preservation Foundation. A few weeks ago, we sent out an issue of our three times a year little periodical to every household in town uh, with a page about the library and basically making three points um, about what we want them to do given the fact that they're looking at making an addition and restoring the building. First, they've had the dome covered up for about three years with a tarp. They're on a second tarp, and the, the building is needs to have these things addressed. We'd like to get that done sooner rather than later. Um, second, they really have, in any kind of expansion that they do, they need to right-size what they're doing. They've been based on, they've been thinking about all the things that they could that people would like to have in the library, but it raises some issues about like to have versus needs. And uh, in a community that has a very good distributed uh, community center function, we don't wanna duplicate things that are in other places. And third, we wanna say that any expansion of the library, uh, any changes in it should be uh, done in, in terms of the classical tradition. Now that's not just that means the style, That doesn't mean we want another dome next door to this one, but what it means is that you plan, you orient yourself the way classical design works, and everything is harmonious. Everything relates to the most important thing in the plan, and we think that the dome is probably the main central thing. It was a cruciform plan in a 1931 building um, with three wings um, kind of equal wings that were south the entry and then reading rooms east and west and then behind that there was a stack wing with some rooms along the side. We're mostly focused on the um, the rooms that are in the front that you see, the wings that you see and the, the rotunda and the dome and we hope that they'll keep in mind the proportions and everything about this, the, the symmetry, the proportions that sticks with that classic uh, basic design. Uh, that, that's basically what we wrote in the preservation uh, periodical that came out three weeks ago, and that's the orientation. The plan itself for the building, the original building, 1931, uh, which was donated, um, the city has never made a capital investment in a new library building or a major addition to the building. It's always been donated or somehow other way paid for it. So this is kind of an innovation, but the building was given by the family of uh, John, I'm sorry, Mr. Shedd, who was president of the Marshall Fielding Company in Chicago. Um, and the Shedd Aquarium. Shedd Aquarium.
4: Shed Aquarium? The Shed Aquarium.
3: Yeah, if you look at the plan of the Shed Aquarium done about three years earlier, it's got the same cross plan, cruciform plan. And so this is just part of that family style, but his two daughters, he'd passed away his two daughters gave this building in memory of one of the daughter's husband who died early in 1929, Kersey Coates Reed. It was built as a memorial, and it's a, it's a dignified building, but it's not a lugubrious building. It's a very nice class. I got to look that word up, Art. Thanks. Lugubrious. <laughs> that means it's not ponderous or gloomy or... Okay, it's there not, you go. not the Adams Family House, you know, kind of thing. It's it's a, so it's, nice, a
4: memori- it's a memorial but it doesn't look like it doesn't no. look like a memorial.
3: It's not Grant's tomb in New York City or something. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: It was meant to be a functioning library and it was um, produced it has wonderful art in it. This rotunda that I've been talking about has eight murals around it that are uh, were done by an artist um Nicola Remesau, who went on to be a big Hollywood um, art director and set designer and things like that. And they're fabulous Art Deco murals about the different ancient authors. So it's got a great spirit to it. The buildings, all the details are exquisite. There there can't be very many buildings in Chicago that are on the exterior and on the interior as nicely done. I guess that would be the point. So for Lake Forest, they were given this gift. It's now 90 years old. And it needs to be fixed. And so part of the thing is is that they need to come up with money to fix the building. And they need to make some adjustments in it. ADA compliance. um, The the big information changes that have gone on have um, made digital, distributing digital information in a 1931 building is not easy. Looking to how we can make that easier with good access to everything. The children's department was probably a little on the stingy side originally. It's now in the basement. It needs with, especially with so much of Lake Forest, new families coming in with little kids. It needs to be improved, um, maybe brought up to the main floor. That seems to be the goal. So that it's not in the basement, but, but that's up for discussion. Um, what we're trying to do is to get everybody in the, in the room together that has different hands on the elephant different points of view, different stakes in the game to rough each other's ideas out, change, um, maybe change their minds when they hear more details from other people and come up with a plan that we can move forward for. The nice thing about Lake Forest from the very start in 1857, it's attracted people to the town who knew they were right. <laughs> oh, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. So that you know, most things that have gone on in Lake Forest, have involved a little bit of discussion, not necessarily automatic agreement right off the bat. So it takes a little facilitating to get everybody around. But the city has a good process for doing this. But since the library is a little outside of the way of doing this, they haven't been so amenable to this. But we'd like to pull them into the tent of the town way of doing things and open up some conversation about this. And what the Preservation Foundation has also done is it's been trying to share the pro bono ideas that Boris and Sharon worked out to have a, a, a different approach to the plan than the one that their architects have, have proposed. Boris and Sharon, for people that don't know, are uh, architects that in the January 2021 issue of Architectural Digest were listed among the AD 100. Top designers, so we're not talking about um, just Dick and James. We're talking about (laughs) 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 we're talking about some fellows who have achieved a certain amount of um, acceptance in their field and are well known and uh, know what they're talking about. Now, do they know everything about libraries? No. Do they know everything about Lake Forest? No. Do any of us know everything about everything? No. The point we're trying to say is get all these people together, look carefully at this great plan that they put together, which is not probably the final plan that will happen, but it's a direct ahead that recognizes the focus of the place on on the rotunda.
4: Yeah. Art, is there anything significant? I, I think it's fascinating, the story about how the library was given and, and the affiliation with the, um, the John G. Shedd family, because that certainly has a heavy ties with Chicago. Is there any significance around the, um, the original architect or builder um, who built the, the building? Yes, about the architect
3: himself and about the um, president of the library board at the time. The architect was Edwin Hill Clark, Edwin Hill Clark built a whole bunch of houses in Lake Forest that are important. If you drive down Lakeshore Drive into the city, you go by a big Gothic tower over by the lake uh, about Montrose or so. And that was a a park building that he built with a bell tower in it, Carillon. He did the the zoo out at Brookfield. That's his, his construction. So he's done houses, he's done institutions, Very well known. He was an elite artist. uh, I mean, elite architect. Lived in Winnetka. um, Kind of a pair of his donors, you know, and and clients. Mm -hmm. Um, His father had been had a big national (laughs) lead painting company, and he got lead poisoning early on. So he said, "Well, I can't do painting. I can't work with paint. I'm going to become an architect." So he went to architecture school in the Beaux Arts type at Armour Institute which was at the Art Institute at that time, with all of his travel and everything became versed in the classical system. Then the guy in charge of the job, the client, not the donor, but the client, was Alfred Ernest Hamel. He was an investment banker in 1929, 30, 31. he, He dealt in commercial paper, basically, but he managed to do well in 1928 was a culmination of about a dozen years of working with David Adler on expanding his own house and building the, a, a tower at the foot of Mayflower Road that was a six-story tower. Um, uh-huh. That was his study. Um, so he he was a David Adler client, who was the probably the best residential architect in town in that period. Adler was too busy building Mrs. Kersey Coates Reed's house when this was being built. And that's, that dwarfs the library. It's like 32,000 feet, a little pied-a-terre on the, on the lakefront there. This is between the architects, the donors, the president of the library who's driving the process. This is um, a tremendous achievement.
0: A, a group of people who know what they want. Yeah. You know, but these exactly. are confident in their style and their desire to do something special and to get behind it and pay for it, gift it? In 1930-31,
3: there had been so much deflation after the crash in October of 1929 that if you had bought something for $100 in 1929 before the crash, you could buy that same item for $10 in 1930. So when they were going out and hiring people to do the work, when they were going out, to um, buy the materials, to manufacture the furniture, to to put everything together, if you had cash, and I think that we can say it safely that Mrs. Schweppe and Mrs. Kurzakote-Reeds had cash, they could buy 10 times as much as they could have the year before. Yeah, and they could do all this detail. Gotcha. So they completed this by the summer of 1931. It was wow. by the it was, it was the uh, setting for the final summer of the Foundation for Architecture and Landscape Architecture, which brought together the, grad, the best, the top graduates of all the landscape and all the architecture schools in the country um, for a summer program. And the winners got, the, the top winner of, the, of a contest that they ran, um, got a year in Europe, the landscape architect got a year in Europe, the architect got a year in Europe, and they did sketching and came back. And some of these are now not playing in the library. So this pinnacle nationally of the art when it was built. Those fair? are the murals. The mural? No, I'm talking about everything in the building. Every. Okay.
0: Was it the pinnacle of its art? James yeah. would agree with that. a comment somewhere, but this is not your average small town library. You know, as art as you said in your own hometown and across the country. There are extraordinarily beautiful libraries, Carnegie libraries or other libraries that communities have raised money for. But this one definitely takes a jump by everything that Art just described. The players that came together, the time, the where it was, the kind of money they had to spend. And I think their own personal style, like yeah. everybody in Lake Forest knows the Schweppe House, everybody knows the Kersey Coast reed House, everybody that knows their father's building, the Shed Aquarium. So they had this, this DNA, and then every, as Art says, the client, really the creative director behind the whole thing, being Alfred Hamill, everybody knows his tower on Mayflower. So they, they gave us something you know, really, really special, over the top if, in some ways. You know.
2: So somebody just moved into Lake Forest today, and they somehow tripped over this podcast. They just got the history of the library, what is the underlying issue that we're we're talking to somebody here? Who are we talking to? Why why is a listener caring right now, Art?
3: Well, partly because the main thing that there's concern about is that the library wants to restore the building, which is fine, and but they want to add a building, really a second building, and it it's an addition, but it's a second building on the north east heading off from this building to the northeast of taking a very centered building that's uh, symmetrical you know symmetrical meaning that it's the same on both sides of the central line and making that lopsided so what you're going to have is the architectural equivalent of the eastland you know in the chicago river when everybody went on one side of the boat and it kept great (laughs) Great sad analogy So what we're trying to do is to get people to realize that this building needs to be centered and it needs to develop, it has to be right-sized to not seem like it's wobbling and that you're going to end up with people way off on one side of it. The campus, if you want to call it that, the campus here is only two acres, maybe 2.2 acres, which in Lake Forest And along this area where this is, it's kind of a ravine edge close to the train station. It's, it's a residential lot and it's not an immense space like Lake Forest College, which I was affiliated with for for years, uh, retired from it's got a hundred and some acres and it has a lot of buildings, but this building on its site can't afford to just get that big. And Take that sort of eastland turn over to the side.
4: Would it be eligible for a, um, a historic preservation award? With
3: The Preservation Foundation is planning to develop plaques for buildings uh, in the downtown area, about 20 of them, and one of them would go on the library. Yeah. But the COVID has slowed us down a little bit, like a lot of people. We've just had Catherine
2: oh, Lemmer on the show, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. and we spent a good hour with her uh, on the show and kind of gave her point of view. Have you guys met with her and like, what's, is there pushback if she were here right now? If I was smart enough, I would have her on on the show right (laughs) here. We could all go at it, but I'm not. Have you
0: met with her? Art, have you, have you met with Catherine?
3: Yes. We, I've talked with Catherine a long time along the way. And what we're trying to do is to, I think that they've, they've been, because they know so much at the library, the the staff, um, the library board, their architects that they got involved with uh, three or four four years ago, they think they know all the answers. And they're very nervous about uh, having this, losing control of this and not being able to control the end output. The problem is that that's just not the way things are done in Lake Forest. Lake Forest always has the people who are in charge controlling the inputs, what, what all the information that you need to make the decision and developing options. And then it allows the, a, a wider process of all the different stakeholders, moms with little kids, little old people like me that you know need a better handicapped entrance, People who wanted, you know, different things out of the library, taxpayers, etc. All these people that the city normally gets them into one space, and then they get all these people organized, and then those people, after they reach a consensus, go ahead and say to the city, "We want to do X, Y, and Z. We want your help. We want your money." And that's how they want to proceed. The library wants them to get the, the city council to approve the bond issue for $10,000 or to approve the process that will lead to that without having gotten all their people, all their ducks lined up. So we're here kind of, you know, quack, quack, quack. We're ducks that are trying to get in line, but we haven't been able to get all together to do that. A couple of
2: things that I remember from that meeting with Catherine, and I'm going to get flamed for this, I know. But two of the two of the big issues were that dome is leaked from day one, and then two, the grandfathering of the ADA stuff. And when you start getting into messing with the building, that can be a problem to make it compliant. And like you said, it's on a small lot. Is that play into the role of trying to change things? or
3: Yeah, there's some legitimate questions that have to be addressed. The north wing of the library the four, of the four wings out of the rotunda uh, originally had a, 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 a kind of a strange period 1930 period glass and steel glass floored steel book stack section thing uh, that was taken out in the 80s and they put in some new stacks that aren't really right either or don't turn out to be too, too useful now so my point being that that's that north part of that isn't really original anymore, anyway, and Maine and probably shouldn't be overly respected. Now, this comes down to interpretation. The Historic Preservation Commission of the city, under ordinance, has to decide these things. The Preservation Foundation, we're interested in the historic visual character of the community. That doesn't mean restoring. It doesn't mean preserving every single thing in town. Yeah. Um, it means setting priorities. And we're saying our priority is probably going to be with when we, by pushing forward or showing the example of the Boers and Sharon plan, we're saying that the most important parts are the rotunda and the three other wings, not the north wing. Until somebody gets in there to see how much can be saved and how much can't, we don't know. But Boers and Sharon are proposing. A lot of new construction north of the rotunda to recenter the library and bring in a handicapped entrance um, from the west, which is the only flat place along the building. The, the rear is, but it's too narrow. But the only decently wide space around the building that could possibly be used is the west side. If you go in south of the building, south uh, west of the building, if you go in east of the building and I'm speaking as a little old person here, you're going yeah. uphill. You're going uphill. You gotta get some wind up and you gotta have a little tailwind behind you to make it up those sidewalks and stuff like that. Um, so they're proposing to put that entrance, even if it would, it would disrupt that wall there to put an entrance in there, that's the only safe place really to have a handicapped accessible entrance and also a stroller, entrance for moms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like let's say you've got two little kids you've got one that's a toddler and you got one that's in your arms and you're going to go to the library's children's department and you're pushing Mm -hmm. this double stroller you don't want to go uphill very far and their plan that they're offering has you going uphill quite a distance from your parking place with your kid in your arm your other kid running you know who knows where and the stroller uh, it's all,
4: you know, everybody agrees that you know the library hasn't been touched in a hundred years, and it's been covered by a tarp for three years. So we do need to make an investment there. What? So James and and Richard, what what does your proposal incorporate? You know, does it address everything? Does it address the ADA?
0: Uh, we should set the background why we did it at all. Yeah, we were in Lake Forest for COVID. We inherited a house there. Went there in March. Of, uh, for, a, for an interview for an interview and, uh, the next and day, never, never yeah. left so we stayed in, through all the summer and as we were there longer reacquainting with all our old friends and family and new friends and hearing what was going on in town we saw all this going on with the library for me personally James the library played this huge part in my growing up my architectural education my interior education my landscape education my social education with my friends it was major and all I could see, and talking to Art and everybody, we saw this thing going on. It was gathering wind. We saw, and, we saw it in about August. Right? And drawn exactly more and more going on, and we're asking, well, how could this be happening? What's happening? Because we saw, as Art described, this thing that was about to happen that would probably not be the best thing for it. <laughs> this asymmetrical appendage that would decentralize the building, like if you were in a church and everybody's supposed to be looking at the priest or the pastor or the or the rabbi or at the temple at the front and everybody was over in another room. <laughs> and be like, wait, 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 everybody's supposed to be here. So we saw this thing that was about to happen. That not only was it a planning oddity for all the things art described, using the entire east side, which is also facing a residential neighborhood, which didn't seem appropriate to us to neighbors, but as art described functionally it seemed curious. So we thought, well, what can we do? I mean, I felt bad, really. Well,
1: the, well, the first you know, the first couple of weeks we were just complaining about it, right? We sat at home, like, how can they do this? Typing things, yeah. asking ourselves, so, like,
0: what's what's wrong? we're like,
1: well, stop complaining and do something. So right, what said, can we do? So yeah. we need to. We just sat down at the dining room table and started sketching.
0: Yeah, and it just kept going. We, and it,
1: yeah, and then, it really did start from a sketch in the dining room table. And then
0: we would communicate with our staff in New York and say, well, maybe you would draw a little bit of this. Yes, yeah,
1: so we said someone starting to take up the old photographs and like. Yeah. We started, it started by accreted to this thing where we came up with the
0: plan. And there's a young guy in, in like forest who was also helping us out a friend there. He was doing some drafting and it just you know kept building and building. And the then we, we had to show
1: it to somebody. Yeah and
0: we thought I think we have something here that's solid. And if we're to be you know new old members of the place where we were born and raised, how, how can we help? How can we do what Art's been doing for 30 years? Preserving, helping, speaking up, giving his time. How, what can we offer if we see something that may not be right? How can we raise our hand? And so the drawings were our way yeah. of stepping envelopes. You know, what, what, so this yeah, was yeah, our yeah.
1: offer. You know. Yeah, we had to, it was like a visual roadblock, like wait, before you, know, you go forward with that thing, what about this thing? We just wanted someone else to think about just a totally like 180 degrees from that approach. What about this approach? Because it didn't look like anybody had taken that approach. Right. And it's such an intimate site. That's why t- every time you walk around that building, we do it every time we go home. Um, it's intimate. So it, ha- it has to look good up close. It has to look like it belongs. If you don't have this 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 um, luxury of distance to see this object next to this object, like Art was saying in a campus, this thing has to read as an object in space that you can walk around. And we just saw the other one, um, the other planet that we saw just didn't really
0: accomplish that. So yeah, it's, it's a lot like you're, you know, if you stand in you're a crucifix and you've got your legs and your arms and let's say you're going to add something on. I don't think you just you know, add diagonal. another little weird leg coming off. You have side. another cross. So you know, yeah.
1: That's a, class, a classical approach to that. And
0: we sat down and our drawings, you know, gathered wind and force and detail. And they're
1: totally schematic. We don't know. Yeah. We have some idea of square footage, but we don't know all the program. This is just us looking at the massing of the building how can we double like maybe add a third to it in a classical way and that's all that's kind of basically. But we did
0: we did do research we took yeah. as much information as we could from all the documents on the library site past uh, recent documents of modern uh, architects that have looked at it we analyzed all the square footage we've done all as many 3d models here as we possibly could and then started with the idea of the dna of the inside out we expanded the building as if it was a had a kind of a matrix, you know, like it, like what would it allow itself to do is mm-hmm. if the library was growing on its own, you know, as if you watered it and it started to grow yeah. and it has mm-hmm. its own language and it has its own DNA that allows it to grow. We, we, we took that idea, which is what classicism is, and we grew it as far as it could within reason as with as much that we knew. So we didn't go overboard, you know, like you could go, you know, like some buildings keep growing. Up, and we didn't stay super shy. We wanted to do enough so that the community could, to, could take a look at this and think, well, is there something there? Um, and, and is what they're doing respectful of the building? And at the same time, it helps with other needs. Yeah. Um, right. That, that, and that was our goal. And hopefully we thought by getting it out there and we did it very slowly. We just showed it to friends and family. <laughs> yeah. Slowly, a little bit, you know, to art. Slowly, a little bit to somebody else. Everybody but
2: has. Ka- who, who's seen the plan? Has Catherine seen it? Anybody?
0: Right now, um, has, we sure. have a website, an actual website. We have an Instagram. Okay. and all of that happened after weeks and months. I right. guess I'd say really of a slow, respectful process where our friends in town felt that they didn't want us to look stealth or aggressive, neither did we. Everyone wanted to make sure they took a good long look at what is it that, that Boris and Sharon are drawing and imagining. Is it, is it respectful of the community? But in
1: defense of Catherine, all the work that, that the current architect has done.
2: Arthur, Arthur, Arthur you give me the finger. I'm used to a uh, different one.
1: <laughs> just, just a little, one, one
3: point about anything inside. One of the problems, um, is that the library has these large rooms, these three large rooms off of this rotunda. But if space is created in a new building that are larger spaces, taller spaces, larger mass spaces than that, it will have the tendency to trivialize, reduce, make less important the original library what we're what we're saying is we want to have all these different programs but we want them to be proportionally relevant to this original part of the building one mm-hmm. of the things that was proposed in, the, in the, the 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 major thing about the interior which isn't really the preservation foundation's main concern but is relevant here is that they're showing large open interior spaces in the building and those will make you think when you go into the old library, oh, isn't this quaint? You know, aren't these cute little rooms they've got here? Not that they're moving through one system. And so what we want to have is one library, whatever they want, where they want it, but with elevators for ADA access and mothers and strollers and everything. They've got to keep in mind that the spaces have to still be Referring back to the original spaces and not to disrespect them. Oh,
4: one of the well, one of the comments that we heard is that the addition needs to be able to stand alone, it needs to look as if it's its own separate building. Um, that was one of the, the comments that I heard. And and I've now I've got two children at the high school, and um, and now every time I look at the high school, I kind of stand back because I know that they've built on to the high school, and when I look at the high school. You see the main building, and then I see the additions, and I'm like, no, they actually look, it, as it expanded, it looks like it is still part of the original architecture. Right,
0: and actually, um, a great example of that, because, I mean, art would know even more finite than we, it was built in around almost the exact same time, um, the same, arch- uh, not the same architect, not the same architect, but the same style, and it didn't, have, it wasn't symmetrical in the beginning. It actually didn't have a right wing. In, and in 1960, which was certainly a modern period, we were well, well into modern, we had skyscrapers all over the world. They chose a completely classical wing to add on a theater. And when they added on that wing, whatever considerations they made in terms of cost, budget, scale, need, planning, they, we would make, you know, this group and hopefully all of Lake Forest would make the same choices for the library if we were add on in a classical way. But if they hadn't done that, this this high school that we that we all love, wins national awards, we show all our friends, we're so proud of it. It would have, what if we just, what if we hadn't added that at all? We just threw off, you know, a wing off to the side and just said, we can't add classical. We're just gonna add a big glass modern box to the
1: back. If something happened on the far left.
0: Yeah, well then <laughs> well, something what's happened. It's way over
1: the left. It is happen. ironic
0: and they, I've even, read blogs of young children, like people like, I mean, in 18, 19, and 20 that are leaving the high school that are writing about the fact that they kind of sarcastically say, why do they only show pictures on the front of the high school <laughs> when we just added on this giant, giant wing? Oh, well, it's because it doesn't really aesthetically work for the whole, but that's what everybody's okay. proud of. I mean, I think okay. it's telling of it what we don't want to have happen um, at the library. And, the, and there isn't, the truth is there isn't any reason for it. Or as you're about to say, to is away. there a, is there a uh, ordinance in a part? And Art could speak to this better in terms of HPC. We don't have to do what the library is proposing. It's not a law or a rule that we must abide by. That it must have a wing that does not match but or was connect. A,
1: that was an early thing. Correct me if I'm wrong from the Department of the Interior in the '70s, right, Artwork it had to go standalone and be able to be taken away, not to damage the original.
3: Well, yeah. it could still do that. But the, the, the difference is that all we're saying is that to be in the classical tradition, it needs to step down from the main building. It doesn't need to have the same exact level of detail. It should be clear is a little bit simpler. It's a little bit, it isn't the original main part. And that doesn't mean it has to be modern style. It doesn't mean that it has to it, it just means that it has to be discernibly different.
0: Does that make sense? Uh, which could mean just about anything. You know, and even when they added on the boxes years ago, they, they destroyed a great deal of the library. I mean, they were aggressive, even if they you know, did their best and well-meaning, yeah. they ripped off stone, bricks, uh, walls. I mean, they, it was very aggressive. So I, so I don't know uh, if, if people have always followed that rule so
1: carefully in terms of being easy to be removed. But, but uh, just personally, I think that it's such an intimate site and the noob thing is so close to the other thing. I think more more replication is better than less replication. I mean,
0: when you stand there and you it's try to really, imagine- It's
1: really tight.
0: You're, you're standing, so it's almost like if we were standing, any one of us were standing in front of each other and, I, and, and we needed a new ear or an eye, and you said, oh, just stick that one on, that's okay. You're like, well, it, might, near, look, it might look a it's, little funny. It's, you know, it's, it, you, you, once you're right there with it and you see its beauty, the last thing you wanna do is detract from it, alter it mm-hmm. in another direction.
1: But that's just our impression as, as people working in traditional styles have been busy. But visi- it's an
0: accepted, yeah, it's an accepted yeah. language of architecture Mm-hmm. uh to, to do that and this building and the community they would benefit by it. it wouldn't be it wouldn't take away from the building it wouldn't make it any less useful it wouldn't make it any less attractive i mean it would be a complete way to win art
2: you're giving me the finger again what, what
0: <laughs> well simply to to say that
3: there is a plan that they've done that shows the additions that they're talking about doing. We don't know exactly how that would work out in terms of materials and every detail, but you know, it, it, it echoes the main building. But it probably won't look exactly the same if they if there's this built. It won't look exactly the same as the original, and that's simply the point that's being made. It'll be a different building, but that doesn't mean it has to look. I think. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be up today. Today is late mid-century modern revival period. The the wings that were put onto the library that they're mentioning were put on in the late mid-century revival original period, 1978. So we went through postmodernism, new classicism to some extent. Now new classicism is really coming up much more prominently. Um, that's what's getting built now in Lake Forest. And I think that we're talking about that's kind of what the current style is. And it's always what the style has been in Lake Forest uh, going back to 1860. Can you guys
2: all help me with the competing forces here? I don't know what the board's looking at. I don't know what Catherine's looking at. I, I hear what you guys are saying, but are these the competing forces? Okay, You have this lot from 18 or whatever. We are kind of getting by in the skin on our by our teeth on the ADA compliance, right? So... I'm not an expert on it. I'm just saying some of the changes that you want to make, something's going to kick in where the grandfathering is gone. You have this lot, which it's almost like a square peg round hole that we're trying to make a functional library in there that wants to look nice. And then we have people that don't want to pay any more taxes. To It costs a lot of money to do it in that spot versus on the west side of the city. Any other forces going in at play that people will bring up, Art?
3: Well, I mean, one idea would be to just leave the building, sell the property, and move to Westlake Forest. The trouble is, there's all this embedded mm-hmm. what I was talking about with the craftsmanship, um, the art. When I right. say art, the, the woodwork, the marble, metal ban- uh, staircases and everything. Mm-hmm. All of that To to walk away from that and Mm -hmm. sell it to a restaurant or sell it to somebody to have it be their private home or something like that, the community would be giving up this huge resource. And Mm -hmm. so it's about trying to come up with something that you don't have to do that that's reasonable. If you pretty much had new construction behind the rotunda, you would probably reduce some of that cost of, of uh, restoration because you'd only be doing the three smaller wings and the rotunda not the big wing behind so there, um Boris and Sharon have a pretty sound idea there and if you if if pe- people go to their website and what is your website address again fellas
0: lake forest library classical proposal also so it's www.lakeforestlibrary Classicalproposal.com.
3: Okay, so if you go there, you'll see what we're talking about. This mm-hmm. illustrates the kinds of things. It is the only approach that could be taken, but it's the best by a long shot of anything that's come before us so far. What, what did Catherine I say? What, well,
0: I think so. I also say the other thing is that, you know, I mean, maybe for myself, just yeah. having grown up there and learned about architecture from, town, from Lake Forest and the building, you know, everybody in the country comes to our town to see our buildings. We're famous for that. And mm-hmm. in 19, in, in 2021, the the uh, classicist movement, huge, whether or not the people listening to this know, there are classicist organizations that are part of a whole all around the country. There are colleges growing, their architectural classicist programs by leaps and bounds. There are, I mean, this is a growing awareness, if anything at all, Lake Forest would be a place where we would embrace that more than anyone. There are millions of mm-hmm. places, you know, in the, in, in the country where they don't have any of the tools or even the DNA that we oh, have to start with. Or oh, the existing fabric. we have the existing fabric. Uh, we should be the poster child, you know, for and then and then someone gave us something so valuable to take care of.
4: Yeah. We're sort of a yeah especially as a library, especially yeah. as a library. If it was a city hall, you know, if it was city hall, that'd be, you know, maybe a different story, but especially as a library that houses books where you go to learn and study um, history. That was, that was celebrated.
1: thank you. And this it's library, a, yeah. I've ever seen a public, a public small town public library. It's so used. I mean, yeah. it, it was always full before COVID. I was amazed at how many people were in that library. Yeah. It's, because it's central, I think. And I mean, there's
0: no other building in town that everybody goes to. Right? Yeah. Maybe you don't go to the high school, the city hall, maybe you don't need to go to the hospital, maybe you don't like like all. I mean, there's so many, <laughs> we don't have that many public buildings. So mm-hmm. this is the one, it is our jewel in the crown. It's our. It's the center, it's the middle of the, the, the hub. The
1: center. And we're also afraid one more wrong turn is going to be lost. It has been. 78 was pretty bad and the 80s was really bad. One more step that way is. It's taken some hits over the years. It's had, you know, a lot of that's all public
0: buildings do. You know, they have a hard time and they've had probably a harder time than than until recently, where deep respect for any local community, uh, historic preservation, and classicism has really reached a great place, right? Art, ever since you started, you've seen an entire nation come alive with respect. So well, uh, this one building, this is the one we really, we want to make sure we don't miss and a trip. Case-by-case yeah.
1: by, case by case, um, study or, or, or case for, for historic preservation, this one's just a specific case. It's yeah. not everything, you know, it's not our solution to everything. It's an uh, we can do a lot
2: more. My suggestion, okay, because we're running out of time, all right? <laughs> and I don't want to waste your energy. I don't want to waste Catherine's energy. My suggestion is, Catherine did an hour with us. Check out her show. I'm when we get done here, I'm going to say, Hey, Catherine, check out these guys. Cause she's open to it. I say, listen what they got to say. Maybe we get some comments going and then maybe we get everybody together, you know, kumbaya, figure something out on on the, on the podcast. Uh, You know, afterwards, everybody hears everybody out. And then the library board and whatnot. What, you know, what do you think?
4: Yeah, does the library board get to vote? Like, do they get to look at your proposal in addition to the other proposal that's out there? Our proposal
0: is, as Art says, it's totally pro bono grassroots. And and ex post facto,
1: like, way after the fact they had the RFPs um, for the library competition, we we didn't even know it was happening. So we just, yeah, so when I... We raised our
0: hand. Like, if you saw a stroller going off (laughs) <laughs> you can either just say, "Hey, hey, stroller, stop," or you could run after. Bearing <laughs> off a cliff, you probably wouldn't jump in front of it, or you might, or you might. I mean, jump in front of the car. This was the kind of thing <laughs> we could grab before we and do something, and we did it
1: because we can do what we can do is do a drawing, and that's
0: yeah. And it, it kind of, and it, like I said, built momentum. Eventually,
2: I, I'm gonna say, "Hey, Catherine, check these guys out." Okay, check out what Art said. And Let's get some dialogue going. She might say, Hey, the train's gone, okay, but, but whatever. Here's the you know, I have no idea, okay. The, the so problem here comes is the finger.
3: This is your last finger, Art. Last okay. finger for me. The problem is the problem is that the, the train really can't go in Lake Forest until we're all kind of doing gumbaya together. Um, yeah, it yeah. Everybody's not going to be totally happy with every single thing, but everybody's going to have to be able to live with what's going on. And the sooner we start that process, um, of, 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 of roughing each other out, you know, yep, 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 yep. It, I think it's going to be better and we can't afford to wait too long because that building isn't benefiting from deferred maintenance. Uh-uh. Especially during a rainstorm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly i think what art says the reason we have so many extraordinary landmarks in town already that are so beautiful is because of what art just described that everybody's always gotten together and it's towns that don't look like lake forest where everybody's working on their own insular doing their own thing and that's the last thing we want to have happen here um if and, and if anybody you know the opportunity to kind of maybe stop for a moment, take another look, everybody get together, talk, examine, re-examine. I'll,
2: I'll play guitar and we'll sing. I promise. Okay. I promise. Sure. All right. <laughs> okay, guys, I, I, I gotta, I gotta call it. last words.
4: Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. It was a pleasure to meet you all.
2: Arthur, Arthur, James, Dick. And, oh man. What a, what a education I want to say. I'm always, I'm I'm always learning something here. You know, inner city kid, uh, learning about Lake Forest. This is something to, it it is definitely nicer
4: out here. A little little history lesson for you, Pete.
2: That's right. That's right. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about any upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. On behalf of my co-host, Lori Fitzgerald, we thank you
1: for listening. Uh, cue the band.